Welcome to Everything Imaginable, the podcast for curious minds from KGRA Radio. And here is your host, Gary Cochileo. Welcome everyone to another episode of Everything Imaginable. I am your host, Gary Cochileo. And before we get started, I want to thank all my listeners for listening and also thank the contributors to my show who are executive producer Candace Anderson, author of The Reluctant Messenger, senior editor Amanda Steele, author of Ghost of Me, binaural production engineer Damien Keller, author of Sounds Good, Sounds Great, and monthly co-host Jared Murphy, author of Is Not Aliens, It's Worse, It's Us. If you are interested in contributing to this podcast, go to my website, everythingimaginable2020.com, and you'll find a whole bunch of information there on how you can contribute. And now, without any further ado, my guest for today is Yosi Ronin. Did I pronounce the first name right? Is it Rosie? Is it Yosi or Yasi? Yosi. Yosi Yosi? is the short name of Joseph, actually. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you for inviting me to your beautiful show. Thank you. Um, And what is the title of your book? Uh, It titled uh, One. And contact, face-to-face contact, and um, experiencing ET consciousness and um, human consciousness evolution, the connection between them. And, yeah, this is the title. So um, would you like to share with my listeners your contact that you had? I think you were, what, age 21 at the time? It, I was 21, yes, it was in the year 81, and um, I was uh, for a year working with my father, with my brother in LA, he was there for a couple of years and invited me to work with him, and uh, it happened uh, there, I was living uh, I was sleeping in the living room, and my brother was in the in the bedroom. And uh, it happened uh, suddenly. You know, I I didn't have any background of nothing about that. I was very young, and eighty one. There was no knowledge about things like you saw. Or, uh, right. And maybe there was but i you know i i didn't heard or read something about that and it happened very uh, suddenly in my life it was afternoon it was a day yet and we came back home and we rest and my brother went to his room to rest and i went uh, rest in the on the bed in the living room and uh, i fell asleep and what happened was a little bit complicated. I hope it's not going to confuse because the contact that happened there had two phases. The first phase was <clears throat> when I was sleeping and suddenly I found myself uh, <clears throat> out of my body for the first time. It seems like it's a, a dream that you dream that you sleeping on the bed and your body is going out of your body. So actually what it was is it was an out of body experience uh, 
and I saw my body sleeping on the bed and I felt uh, very good. <clears throat> it was the first time that I felt uh, free from my body. And it's amazing feeling that uh, you know that uh, you are not only your body. And, uh, <clears throat> and in that situation, uh, I was, um, you know, looking at my body and looking at the room. And then I saw four or five uh, creatures uh, in the room. And that was, uh, one was walking, one of them was uh, standing near my sleeping body, near the head, uh, watching my head, doing something. I felt good with uh, what he was doing because my, you know, my personality or my consciousness that was out of my body was aware of everything that is going on. And everything I saw was looked very very calm and very peaceful and very uh, even uh, I felt joy and a sense of knowing them and a real deep sense of that I know those creatures like um, very old uh, childhood friends or or family or something and and we were communicating without words and we were laughing together. I don't remember the real communication that happened in that situation that I was out of my body, but I remember that it was a very good feeling of uh, even out of uh, love between us and we knew each other. And then um, I woke up from that out of body that I thought it's a dream. And I was still with my head uh, to the to the wall of the bed, and I heard behind me some noises, and that what I thought this is what wake me up, and I thought what what is that noises? It looked like people walking in the room and moving stuff, and I thought, I, and I started to get a little bit tense, and I thought maybe thieves came into the room. And you and I'm, I woke up suddenly, and uh, so I turned to the other side. I sat on the bed and turned to the to the room, and it was really shocking because I saw those creatures that was in my out of body experience near me, and the one that was near my bed it was looking at me very close to me with his back black eyes and I really didn't know what's going on uh, I remember that I remember the dream and but it seems that I woke up and I was very confused because I thought maybe the dream is going on and I only think that I woke up from the dream and I pinch myself uh, to, to realize what's going on and and the pain showed me that I'm totally awake. And those creatures were standing looking at me. And I don't know if they were surprised or, or not. I don't know. Uh, surprised that I woke up and saw them. But what's going on is that the minute that I realized that I'm not still dreaming and I'm actually awake and 
they are standing near me, I, I got very, very scared. Because they look very weird. I mean, they looked uh, like short children with a very big head. And uh, the skin was wrinkled and it was green with a little bit spots of yellow. Not a, and and uh, their eyes were very big and very frightened. You know, a, a strong, strong feeling from their eyes that they are very strong and they are, in a way, I felt like they are controlling me by their eyes or something like that. So I was totally paralyzed from fear in that second. And I didn't know what to do because the, the thing was that I remember that I was dreaming of them and the dream was nice and I was, I didn't have any fear and we're laughing and we loved each other. And what I tried to do is to realize maybe this is the same creature that I saw a minute ago and it was not a dream and maybe my fear confusing me and I'm afraid and maybe the fear is only my fear and I let myself to get relaxed from the fear for a second and to try to realize what's going on and then when I lower the fear I could feel that the this this creature that uh, this, this being that was standing near me, looking at my eyes, he's like really sensing me in, in very, he sends my emotions, he sends my thoughts. And in the beginning, this, this realization that he can go inside of my mind, inside my consciousness, was very frightened because it was like he's controlling me. But as I lower more and more the fear, I understood that I can be aware of his uh, of his consciousness uh, observing me because I know what he thinks too, and I know and I know what he feels too, and and then I lowered my fear a little bit more and. In a, in a way, my consciousness opened to his. He was doing that. I mean, he was open to my consciousness. And it seemed this is the way they communicate. They, they don't have to talk or doing any other communication than <clears throat> the, other than be open and and let you let you share his consciousness. This is their communication, sharing consciousness. And in that sharing of consciousness, I could, I could uh, like know what he thinks, what he feels, in not, and not in a manner of words. It was knowing or experiencing things that I can make them a words or a definitions of things. And in his consciousness, I could re I, I I knew the others that on the in the room that were connected in the same way with him, like he he was connected with me. So it seems that they were uh, all of them were connected in their consciousness, 
but there, there, there were, it was not one consciousness. Each one of them was very private, I mean, not private, but has his own personality and his own character and his own being. The only thing that they were very easy with sharing each other to each other. I mean, it was very natural for them to build, to communicate like that. So <clears throat> that was amazing. I mean, that was very good um, feeling for me to experience that. And it made me even more open to them and they were open to me because they felt that I'm with them now and I'm I'm not afraid too much. I was still but I was already opened and I was very curious about their consciousness. I realized that it's it's I'm awake and it's what is going on is a real thing and I went inside their consciousness. And what I felt there was a very unique very special maybe different kind of consciousness than us. It seems that what they, the way they um, connect to everything, to nature, to, to others, is the same as they connected to me or the others. They are aware of, you can say, they are aware of the consciousness of everything. It seems like for them, the walls, the bed, the door, the, the floor has a kind of consciousness, maybe. I don't, it's weird to say consciousness to a, a table, but they were connected and to everything in, in that way. I mean, they have the way to, con to connect uh, to everything. And I realized that they can do that because they, don't uh, their consciousness is not separating things like we do. I mean, they see the differences between the table and, and the floor, but the, but they can see another thing that is connected between them, that is one, and everything is connected in a way. Uh, each one of them and, and the nature and they can they can be conscious to the connection between everything. And this is a this is why I call the book one because that was the oneness that I have first mm -hmm. uh, experienced. And in that oneness, from that oneness, uh, everything flowed very uniquely. Because, because of the, the that special way of consciousness of them, the 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 consciousness was very very wide, even with not a limitation as we know. I mean, we we can see until the wall, or the way our eyes can see only uh, you know solid things and, and cannot see behind it. They can, because it seems that their consciousness is much more developed than only the eyes of them. And they can see with each other. I mean, 
each one of them that sees something, the other one can see too if he wants. And the same with the feelings and thoughts, and, and not only the one in the room, the, the, but many others, and others human too. When they were connected to me, probably they were connected to many others mm. in the same minute. Because this is the way their consciousness is natural, natural uh, way of their consciousness. And uh, I, I can go very deep inside of that. You want to ask mm -hmm. me things? Because I can talk well, and talk. Well, one thing I like, like, after you connected with them, and um, <clears throat> you mentioned something about a light being deep within every being, and, and how you experience that. And then you yeah, asked them, and then you asked them the big question. <laughs> what, where you, you what, yes, it, it started with the first, first of thing, first of all, the, the light that you talk about was the inner consciousness that I was so curious to, to realize who are they and who, and, and when I went inside, I saw this, immense love that they feel very in very natural way without a reason to some to feel that love it's like their ordinary natural way of uh, feeling and uh, and it's all was because of their awareness to a very strong light of love that is they are aware that it, uh, this light is the essence of life. This light is the essence of their being and everything. I mean, in a couple of years after that, I realized or translate to myself that this light is what we call in human words, uh, God. Uh, in that instance, I didn't think about God because, you know, God is a word for us. And, uh, and that thing was a very strong experience that I cannot uh, express in words in, because it, it doesn't have any form. Even that I say light, it's the only thing that it's like uh, not formed enough to say it's only light that it spreads everywhere and, and I, I cannot say anything about it but love and and their awareness of the of the beings that it light this light is the basis of this oneness that we all part of it and it give them this life in us um, and and what was the other thing that you Oh, you, you asked him about, like, um, what is the light? Yeah, yeah. Before of that, I asked them where, we, where you came from. Before of this going into that light, I asked them where you came from. I asked them, did you, did, did you came from a different star? You know, without words, it was my thought mm -hmm. that I now verbally to words. And, and their answer was, without words too, but what I understood from that was that they showed me that for me the must the much more the, the farthest thing for me is a very 
distant star. So that's why I think like that. But actually, they are from a different dimension. And it seems that they can come to this dimension, to the physical world, they have the ability to do that, to come and go. And, and I will go back to that light that was so amazing. It was the most pleasant feeling that I had in my life. And, and I lived 40 years after that, and I didn't have any kind of close, uh, uh, um, amazing feeling like I did in those, those seconds. And I was so curious about this light and the understanding that this is the, like the basis of our reality. And I, I wanted to go inside of that and, and to understand it, to, to know what is it, what, what is, like what is the size of it or, or what behind it or from where this light came. And this, it seems that this way of me to try to understand it was something that the beings stopped me from doing. My understanding from their feelings about that was that they knew that I'm doing uh, something that can harm me. They were very, in a way, response, feeling responsible for my being, for my uh, health, or something like that. And and it seems that my rational thinking that was so curious and want and want to understand something that is so much not rational because they gave me the chance to do that, was wrong for me to do. It seems that my like rational way of thinking can be harmed from going inside and trying to understand something mm-hmm. that my brain or rational thinking cannot understand. And uh, it seems that the being themselves don't try to understand it too in our rational thinking, like in our rational thinking. For them, this life is very natural and they know it from the, any time. I mean, they know it very like the, the air we breathe. They know it very natural way and they don't try to understand it the way we do. And But they don't really can understand it too. It was even beyond their ability to think like us in a rational way. They can do that. And they can do much more than that. And even then, that they have so much a very wide consciousness and oneness with everything, they cannot go and really form a a being like this light. They don't have any form for that. They just know it. They feel the, that love. They know that this light gave them their existence. And from that, 
knowing they do everything because this is the most uh, strongest uh, reason reason for life for them this knowing that and, and doing things that is connected to that life and uh, you want to ask more about that it's it's, it's interesting like, like in this in your book I was reading it um as soon as you asked that question it seems like um like like yeah they're like trying to protect you from it and then as the communication between you and them started to disconnect yes. um all of a sudden um like the rational part of you kicked back in and yeah. and you started feeling fear again yeah exactly exactly because Till that seconds that they stopped the connection, they started to stop the connection, we were like one. I was open, they, they, they were open for me, and I was just uh, feeling their consciousness and having their consciousness with a lot of, lot of things inside of it. And in the, in the seconds that I... I wanted to go too much and much more than the my ability to observe they stopped that and they tried and they started to to like stop the connection and go and 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 go and disappearing from my but before of that before they disappeared Uh, they showed me a vision, and I, years after that, I, I realized that many experiences have a very similar similar vision, and that vision was different. It, it was not in the way, like in the beginning, that they let me share their consciousness. In this time, they like project a movie into my brain or mind. I don't know. And, and the movie was like real reality that, that I'm inside of that reality. It's like you are in a movie mm-hmm. now. And I know that they are projecting to me. I know. And inside that projection, I was in a very beautiful field with very high trees in the green grass with, with cows that eating the grass very peacefully in the blue sky and the, and the very, very beautiful nature. And suddenly from the horizon burst a strong fire uh, that burned everything, including the cows that were, that they were looking at me. And I had a very strong pain from that vision. It was like they they meant me to feel the pain of that situation. And it was a, a kind of warning. It was not a prophecy or or the uh, like tell me, listen, this is what's gonna happen. No. It was feel what can happen if you will not take responsibility of yourself and your world and the way, the place you live in. 
And this place that you live in, it's not yours. You were being given this world. They, they have a totally different approach to reality or, or to, to earth that they met me. They, they were very, they have a lot of appreciation to, to the world, to the reality, much more than us. It, it seems like comparing to them, we feel that we own life, that we own earth, that we own the animals that, uh, or the, the, the trees that we grow, but they have totally other feeling about that. They, they feel that they were, that they, they, they were being given them. It's a present for them to live and to have this life. And so th this is the pain that they probably want me to feel to grow my responsibility for that. <clears throat> and I think that probably they do it for many others to raise our conscious thinking about that. Because they think that we behave very um, uncautiously with the place we live in. Wow. And uh, uh, you, you want to talk about that? To ask me something about that? Um, um, yeah, I mean, my question, like, I've heard, you know, about their concern for us and how we're mistreating the planet. And, you know, um, my, my question always is, why do they care in the first place what happens to us? Um, like, 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 if we do something to destroy our planet and destroy ourselves, does it have a ripple effect that affects all life? Yes, it's very it's very important question because many people that didn't have the the experience of contacting contact with them have this question. It's uh, one of the this is one of the reasons that many people have fear about even thinking about a strong intelligent being that uh, going to contact with us. And the thing is that we understand each other and other creatures in a very distinct way. We, we don't see the connection between us. Right. They see that. They know that. And the way they know the connection between them as beings, they know the connection between them and us. It seems that they are aware of our connection in a very intimate way that we are not aware of and the if something bad happening to us they feel the pain very simple makes sense and and, and we just it it little bit a little bit hard to us to understand it because when when someone else uh, we see that uh, he is damaged or feel pain, we don't feel really his pain. Only if we are very, very empathic or and know and love this one, we can feel the pain inside of us. But usually we don't feel, we, we can feel separate. Mm -hmm. But they don't. They 
the, the awareness is so wide that they can feel, they, they, they can feel any living thing. And that's why they are very <clears throat> aware of what is going on with us. And probably they think that we are in a place in our development that bring us to a place that it's a crossroad that can, if we continuing the development of probably, you know, the, the atomic power and the, and, the, and the weapon and the wars between us and this way of our consciousness now that we feel separate, it's a downfall. It would, it, it's not, it seems that for them, the real evolution of us should be with our consciousness, not only with our brain and our scientific development. It seems that they see that there is a difference between these two in us. Like we develop our a rational thinking that gave us this science and and very developed technology opportunities because of our rational mathematical thinking, but because we didn't develop our inner like spirit, it's a conflict now. And because of that, we can ruin ourselves without knowing that we are doing that because we feel that we are separate from each other and if uh, someone else damaged, uh, it doesn't bother us. And, and it's not like that. It seems that the oneness exists. We're just not aware of that. Mm -hmm. And every bad thing that happened in, in the world happened to us without knowing it. And if the damage going to grow and grow, we're just gonna lose everything. And they, they try to come and help us to understand it with ourselves, without uh, like telling us. I mean, they, they could come to the, you know, they can show themselves if they want, they could they could show themselves to everyone and will tell, listen, this is, you are doing bad things, you should do that and you should that and it's, you're in a dangerous place. They don't do that. Because they understand that we all and them too are in a process of developing and evolution of life. And even the main thing of evolution is the evolution of consciousness. Mm -hmm. And if someone else gave us the the uh, the push or the or the teaching for consciousness, it's not gonna be our development. We we're gonna be like robots that do what other people told us to do or other spiritual being that teach us. It seems that they understand that we should realize and develop ourselves with our own hands and that's why they 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 do it in a very delicate way and uh, 
you know, they, they come and go back and they don't show, show themselves. But it seems that now that there is a real millions of people that understand that it's true. Right. And try to understand who they are, what they want from us. And this question is going back to us. And we start to ask ourselves who, who we are. All the time that we thought we are the only thing that lives in the cosmos, we didn't really <laughs> ask ourselves who we are. You know, it, it was only a philosophic uh, question. And in the Western world, you know, you, 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 you put your time to work and make money, make living and survive. And you don't think so much about this inner stuff that uh, is really important for our development. And they try to lead our thinking about that, to wake us up to this question. Wow. Um, telepathy. Do you think that the thing that really stops us from understanding each other and having proper communication is, I don't know if, I wouldn't even, I want to use the word lack of, like, inability to do telepathy because I think we probably do have it. Um, maybe just for some reason we're stubborn or we're resistant to opening up to it because we don't want to reveal ourselves. I don't know what it is. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the only possibility I could come up with. Um, do you think like, like, like that's one of the main barriers that we have to get past? And that's one of the reasons too why these beings tend to also reach out to humans and speak to humans using telepathy. Yeah, beautiful side. Yes, exactly. The thing is that I, I, you know, I, I started to think about telepathy only after the contact. Before of that, uh, before of that, you know, you you don't think about that. The thing is that they have a very natural telepathy because they don't really have a the kind of ego that we have. I mean, the ego of us is not negative. It is very natural of our self-definition of ourselves or our awareness. We, we have, like, we, we, we think of ourselves in a very distinct way. What I mean is that because they don't have such an uh, ego that, that you know, the egos separate from each other. I mean, for instance, if, if you look at someone and, and you think he's stupid, you right away put yourself far from him because you say, I'm different from him. And they don't have that because... Because for them, because they are open to each other, they don't judge each other. They are one. They, so they don't try to hide nothing from each other. They don't, they don't try to be more than themselves. Because they are know everything about each other in a very natural way. It's like, you know, like children, that they are very small, they don't have this ego, and they play and they do stuff with themselves, and they don't. Think now, oh, I'm looking good, I'm not looking good, I'm, I'm, 
I'm smart, I'm not smart, they don't think about that because they are one. Mm. So because they are one and they don't have an ego, the flow of communication between, between them is very easy. And you can compare it to us and it happens when, when human beings have a lot of love to each other, like a mother with his baby or father with his baby, that he loves him very much, he can feel a little bit of telepathy with him. It happens. And this is happening because you are very open and empath for this baby. And you know he is depend on you. And your love is not by... It doesn't have a reason for to love him. And because of that, the natural, like you said, the natural ability to have telepathy is happening. But because we don't believe it, we think it was a coincidence, a coincidence that this telepathy that happened, hey, I was thinking about you and you ring. We believe it's a, only an accident. But the telepathy, when we are open to each other, is much more stronger. And this is a sign that we have the ability in a very natural way. I mean, I couldn't do the telepathy with them mm -hmm. if I wouldn't have the ability, real root in my human being, normal existence. Right. You know, it, and it's with everyone. It doesn't matter who is in. In our basic, very deep basic us, the telepathy is, an, uh, is built up already. We just have to it, we just have to realize that we can do that and like um, start to play with it maybe in the beginning and then we're gonna realize that we block it in the way we think that we should communicate with each other. Now telepathy is not like we think because what we think about telepathy, that it's something like we communicate with when we are talking. Like one talk sending uh, data to the other, the other receive the data. And, but telepathy is not uh, sending and receiving. The real telepathy is happening because you are realizing the connection that you already have with the one that you communicate with them. These beings aware of the connection. That's why they have the telepathy. You understand? It's not yeah. that they should bring out things or get messages. They just aware of the connection and have the and have the um, the data from each other in in an instance. It, do, it doesn't take time to send or to receive. This is the real telepathy. Hmm. Yeah, uh, that's why the mother, uh, when he, her baby cry, she knows that it's here that because she feels the baby and she feels the pain of the baby that it's here. And the, the, the baby doesn't, doesn't know how to talk. He doesn't send words to his mother. She knows right. that. That that also 
explain, like a lot of people that I've spoken to, they describe their, when they receive information from these beings as, as a download of information. Yeah. I guess that's just the best description that people can come up with for it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I think, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, it's, um, it's really, you know, this, the, the, the thing that you talk about is really the, um, the information about the telepathy has many, many other uh, understandings from. What I mean is that, you know, many people that have uh, telepathic uh, communication from beings or others say that uh, that being talked with him in his language. They say that they had words in his mind. I mean, I heard, it, it, it seems like I heard his thoughts and I heard his words. He was communicating me with words mm -hmm. and I could not understand. He knows English, this being. But what actually happened is that the, the telepathy is occurring because of the oneness. But our rational, ordinary mind have to, or used to, translate it to the way he understands. I mean, we don't have any other choice because we used to think, I mean, we think with words. Mm -hmm. If you think with yourself, it's like you are talking to yourself. We got <laughs> used to talk with words, but a baby knows things or feeling without words because it didn't know how to talk yet. So we have the, the ability to be aware without words, but we got used to that when we grew up. And now any telepathy that we got from the other, we don't have any other ch chance but to we have to translate it for our rational mind that can separate it to words, sentence, and then idea. And, and, and then most of the people think that they are, that, that they are talking to them, that they, they hear a certain kind of language. And the one in France, they talk to him French, and the one in Israel, they talk Hebrew, and that's, that's the way it goes. Yeah. Right, yeah, it's just the mind processes the data in its own language that it understands. Yeah, that's it, exactly. Wow. Um, so it, do, do they have any advice for us on what we should be doing? Or any, you know, like, like what is it that we need to do as a race in order to not destroy ourselves? Uh, well, you know, it's a very, uh, <laughs> it's a very long answer. And I really cannot say that I can give you um you know, a, a complete answer. But what I felt was really concentrated on our consciousness. It seems that from their point of view, our consciousness is everything. I mean, the, our consciousness is the, 
is the is the tool for us to develop from being uh, very simple and uh, to be very advanced and and the way the consciousness can develop is that what we talked before to understand the oneness and in the years i heard that from most of the people that met the beings they understood they got the the strongest mes- message from them was oneness and, and now we are trying to realize what that oneness mean i mean most of the people think that uh, oneness is um, um, to be one with each other it means to be good to each other to feel like family not to hurt each other in a social way or uh, but their meaning is much more deeper than that it seems that they're suggesting for us to get to be open to our real ability of our consciousness and it seems that our ability is not lower than them they are just they, they like I, I cannot talk about them but, but they are aware of our ability of of that white consciousness and they want us to try to understand it and to be aware of that and develop it and uh, I mean you can see that uh, we have many many examples for that because we live in a in a world that many people like you know we we separate our life our government right-winged and left-wing and we live with it and we think that that's the way it should be but it's very in a way childish but you know like my son uh, my, my when he was a, a small child when we watch a movie uh, he and he try to understand what's going on there he asked me father who is the bad guys that was his way to understand what's going on if he know who's the bad guys then you will know who was the good guys and now we as a frame of the movie he can understand it mm-hmm. and we still like this child we want to put ourselves in a place that we think it's good and then who is not thinking like us is the bad and now we relaxed because we have our frame we have our identity and that's why our world is crumbling now because of that because we are going more and more to this polarity and and wars and and uh, you know even now in the UFO, UFO community community you can see that it's amazing yeah we are we are really an historic moment really really i mean i was waiting 40 years for that moment i didn't think that i would i will be alive when the government gonna admit that it's true <laughs> and we are not alone and it and the, it's it's happening now this historic moment and what happened with the leaders of the UFO community they started to argue 
to talk negative to the other one because he doesn't think like him. Mm-hmm. Say, you, you think that the, the aliens are a threat and the others say, no, you... And they started to argue. And it's weird because, you know, the, all of the com- community of the UFOs, that, especially those that have the experience, understand that the main message of them is to be one. And the meaning is to be one, is to work with, not against. And if the other one don't think like you, you should uh, be aware of what he says and not not to make war with that because probably what he says is a, an other is 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 only going to make wider your understanding it's not mm. going to it's not going to make your thinking as a false thinking or that you are wrong or you are bad but you are lower than the other <clears throat> So it's a natural thing for us to to quarrel and to to stand in our identity and not to be not to be one with others, and that's why we lose everything, because we fight and we damage each other, and this is what they want us to realize to to help us to you know to to stay and and progress and not go back. Mm. And I think that's why they show me the and and many others the fire that burn everything because this fire is like the you know the the using of the atomic power on other people to 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 win the war and 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 this kind of thing is like for example for us to understand what we are doing to ourselves and. Wow. Uh, you know, I was thinking yesterday, in fact, I was on my way to work yesterday, and I just was thinking about, you know, the whole disclosure thing and how it can play out, you know. And, um, you know, you know, one one of the things, I was, you know, that came, I was thinking about it, like, if, if it comes out as like a fear-based disclosure, like, oh, yeah, we have something all to be afraid of, there's these extraterrestrials and are a threat, then humanity, humanity is going to have to band together some way to face this threat. If the disclosure is, okay, everybody's got to come out, you know, start loving each other, or you're going to destroy yourself, it's the same result. So it's almost like no matter how we play, the extraterrestrials are going to get the result that I think they want. <laughs> Yeah, I think they played the long game, and now they're kind of like got us in checkmate. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I think that uh, first of all, they have shown us that they are much more stronger and developed from us because they go to the you know the most secret and powerful security places of the atomic nuclear missiles and shut them down anytime they want the generals admit it it's not a secret anymore Mm -hmm. i mean the 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 pentagon admit that these kind of things happen but they don't understand who are they and they said that 
because we don't know who are they, they can be afraid. So it's a logic thinking, and I can understand that. But if we go in and, and look at that, we can see a couple of things. First, they, they, they show their ability, knowledge, and power, but they don't do harm for us. Mm-hmm. There are some people that have bad experiences, and, and we can talk about that later, because it's all connected. I mean, the bad experiences of people that have experience of abduction and, and probing and this kind of stuff exists. But there right. is a reason for that it, that is connected to us, and I will talk about it later. I, I, but I want to talk about the, the threat. Is it really logical or not? You see, our our uh, all life in in the universe, scientists know that there is a, a kind of similarity for nature everywhere. The same laws of nature, or gravity, or everything is everywhere. And our Earth that we know developed to it with these laws to a point of that where we are now. And our ability now is in the edge of nuclear power and uh, a very dangerous place that there are many missiles that are point to each other to stop, to, to warn each other, not mess with me. I mean, we are now in a in a situation that someone gonna, can push a button and uh, Earth going to be destroyed. So this crossroad is out of our development to this kind of, to this point. And if the, wo- the laws is everywhere, any other um, civ- civilization that came to this point and still exist is because that they have the moral way of being that not destroyed them. I mean, they got, they still survive, if they mm-hmm. still survive in the, in a way that they are, because there are so much development than us, it seems that they cross this world and they are now they they have this ability to go from very distant places, even from other dimension to our dimension, because they survive this place and they are much more moral and developed and their op- consciousness is much more developed than us. So they cannot be bad. I mean, the, the only reason they survive <laughs> this development is because they are conscious to what is going on and their consciousness is in a in a thriving of for life not against I don't think I, I don't talk about only about my experience that I had in my experience they were good and totally good but I talk rationally in a rational way now mm-hmm so that's why my my thinking is that they cannot be bad 
if they are developed in that point, that they can do whatever they want, they do. Um, and and what more did you ask me? Oh, um, you know, it, it seems like no matter how the disclosure comes out, whether it's through fear or through love, it's going to make it, it should get us to the same point possibly. Yeah, yeah. It seems that, uh, you know, the, 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 the idea of good and bad is very crucial thing thing to to that to that uh, new world that we are meeting now because <clears throat> it seems that the good and bad for them if we think of if we try to understand how they think their thinking is that the good and bad is one mm -hmm. and for how for us it's very it's a little bit difficult to grasp because the basic thinking of us is to make separation between between good and bad so that you can so that you know what is good and you can be good and 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 if you don't separate between them you are confusing good and bad and you can do bad things with thinking that it's good <laughs> so this is our basic thinking and it's very <laughs> rational and the but for them, the thinking is different. That's why I think that anything that they're going to do with us, good or bad, for us is going to be good. Because, mm -hmm. first of all, they're not going to do bad things, but we could be in a situation that we have a very frightened feeling and this and the feeling of bad things that is happening to us because you know even for me in the beginning of the contact it was a fear and it and the fear was the first contact <clears throat> the friend the first instinct contact with that wide awareness of oneness we are afraid of the oneness because when we think that we're going to be one with someone else, we think that we're going to melt, that we, we're not going to have an, our identity anymore. This is very natural instinct of us. And that's why we separate good and bad, and we try to behave like that. And what I think is that, you know, because... I felt that light in them, and then I realized in the years that this is the the God what that we talk about. I started to look if the Bible have a hint inside of it of their consciousness. Mm -hmm. I mean, the Bible was the last thing that I was looking for. In the beginning, I was looking for spiritual way of thinking. Buddhism and Zen and this kind of stuff, and I started to to see that the, there is ways of thinking in our philosophy that is very close. You know, the the non-duality thinking is really getting very close to that. And then when I go to the Bible and I looked 
at the story of Garden of Eden, I felt that that story is very, very explaining that. You know, the Garden of Eden, <coughs> of Eden was the symbolic point when uh, humanity that was only men and women still, it was the point of humanity fall from heaven. Before the falling from heaven, the men and women were one with each other, with God. They felt heaven. They were happy. They felt secure. They were like in heaven. And when they fall from heaven, they started to have this difficult life. So what made that falling from heaven was the tree of knowledge of good and bad. And that's the duality. And it's written there amazing way, in an amazing way that the thing that made uh, our consciousness fall was the knowledge of good and bad. Now, the religious way of looking at that was in a very, I, I can say, very childish way that they thought that the <clears throat> tree of knowledge, good and bad, made us understand what is good thing to do and what is bad thing to do. And I don't think that was the, the real essence of the tree of life. The real essence of the tree of life was that they ate from the fruit that gave them the ability to differentiate between the good and bad. Mm -hmm. That was one for them. And this differentiation make them in the time to separate good and bad. And good and bad is only a symbol to everything. Mm. You know, good and bad, it's your judge of what you see, of what you feel, of what you look, of, of him, of that. And that duality make us fall from heaven. Separation. The separation in our, between ourselves at the beginning. You know, even our brain have a left side and a right side. We bit like that. I mean, we use it for our development. And, and science in itself use it, this, this duality, because science is measuring the beginning and the end and the differences between things is measuring. Science is measuring. is the ability to measure things. And measuring have to deal with beginning and end. And we use and we use it very in a very developed way that we make the science out of that. But we forgot totally forgot not to not to think only by separation. And the spiritual world, the, the spirit thinking is aware of that. And the, our right brain is is like that. I mean, the right brain is open to oneness. He is much more spiritual, emotional. And our left brain is the, the, the logic, rational differentiation way of thinking. And what controls us now is the left brain. So the development of our consciousness will 
probably will happen with in our brain, in our physical brain, that will connect the left side and the right the right side, connect them in a way that we can be like using both of them in the same time, and not like now that the our right brain is the unconscious of us. Mm-hmm. We we are not aware of who we are actually. For instance, when when we have dreams, you know, we, we use the dreams to understand to understand ourselves, because the dream, I mean, the the special dreams that we have that let us understand what we really feel or what's going on with us. The dream is our dream. It's not that someone else teach us. It seems that there is a higher consciousness. There is a higher us that it's unconscious, that when we dream, try to let some information to the left brain that we are aware of all the day in our rational way, day-to-day living. So, like, what they try to do with us is to let us understand how to get connect to ourselves, to our higher self. Hmm. So, so how do we do that? Is that something that, like, do we have to develop spiritually? Um, is it something that's just going to happen naturally um, through beliefs? Could it happen through things like meditation? Or is this something that's going to have to develop physically just out of evolution of, like, you know, somehow getting um, the brain rewired? Well, I think it's all of them, and and it's connected because <clears throat> the the <clears throat> I had the, I had the, you know after they they went from my room in the contact uh, uh, I went out of the room to relax and to re- try to realize what happened to me. At the beginning, I thought it was I, I lost my mind. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I just saw green creatures that made telepathy with me, light, God, and oneness. And in a second, they went and disappeared from my eyes and nothing left in the room. No sign of them. And it was, that was weird. I mean, I, oh, yeah. I, I'm a very rational way of thinking. I mean, at that time, I was very rational thinking. And <clears throat> this experience was not rational. Especially that I didn't hear the stories like that. So I was sitting in the in the chair out of the apartment, try to understand what happened to me. And couple of hours after the they they left, my body function was different. What I realized that when I look at at the tree. At the leaves moving, I could hear them. At the beginning, I thought that it's imag- imagination. But I realized that when I look at my hand, I can move my eyes, like my visual 
my visual ability to go inside my skin and I could see my veins, my small veins with the blood. So it was a couple of hours, couple of hours that something very strong happened to me physically and probably in the brain mm -hmm. because the brain give the ability to eyes to see what he sees or to ears to hear what he, it's all happening in our brain, not in our eyes or ears. They only transmit them to, to our brain. So I, <clears throat> I wanted to understand what happened now that I can do that, that I can hear much more than usual, that I can see much more than usual, that I can smell much more than usual. And I realized that what happened to my brain physically is that they, like you said, the, the wiring was a little bit different by the influence of the contact. What really happened that my senses started to like talking to each other. My visual sense could be connected to the <clears throat> hearing sense, and I, in a way, I could hear different colors with a different mm -hmm. sound. And what happened from that, that our ability to hear things become much more wider. And when I saw things and I could hear his, like, music or sound, it, it developed the, the, it widened my ability visual ability to see. Mm. So what happened is that my brain for a couple of hours was wiring differently. They connected my consciousness to one. And this is the same thing. You see, it's always go back to this oneness. This is a principle, a principle of the development consciousness of them this is what gave them the ability to be so developed with their consciousness because they could realize the oneness in everything. And when it happened to my body, the brain started to to be aware of, I mean, to use this oneness <coughs> that is in my brain and maybe made me aware much more than usual. A couple of hours of after that it's gone and I go back to be as always. But those hours gave me the ability to send to, to have the experience and to understand it in the physical way of what happened into my brain. Mm -hmm. And another thing my a neighbor in that hours a neighbor came and say hello and go to his apartment <clears throat> and when I looked at him it was amazing it was a no normal boring neighbor nothing special about him you know but when I looked at him with this ability of my senses I could see that he he is like is a his love inside is strong like a Volcano, normal, normal man. And there is a light that goes out of him and, and surround him 
and he's like a light being, amazing light being, this simple man. So it seems that when we will develop our ability of our consciousness that's going to influence our physical brain, we are going to <clears throat> see each other very much differently. And we can love each other much more easily. And that why, that, that's why the, the feeling of good to each other is going to be very natural for us. Mm -hmm. hmm. Interesting. Um, you, one of the things that you also mentioned was people who have negative experiences during abductions or during contact. Um, what is that? Like, what is causing that phenomenon? Yeah, it's uh, it's the same thing that you that I talked uh, before about the translation that we mm. have to do when we met something that doesn't have a usual uh, definition. When we meet something that we don't understand, we try to make it understandable by our past understanding. What we what I mean is that for instance when when we you go in a dark road and there is no light there and suddenly you see a big body running into your to you and you get afraid mm -hmm. because you don't know who is it. His attentions are good or bad. And you're afraid because you remember that that big thing can be dangerous to you, it can be violent, it can be all the things that are in your memory that could be harmful is related to that thing that you don't know. So, and this is very natural and instinctive, natural good way of our body to protect himself. If if you see something that you don't understand, first of all, be afraid because you don't know what's going on there. It could be dangerous. Mm -hmm. So the aliens are the most unknown thing for our, as humans, because it's not an animal. It's not nothing that our genetic even memory knows. It's something totally different. And because it's so different, the first thing that you feel is a, a the most deepest fear that you have in your life. It's like a fear of death. Now, if you're stuck in this, this feeling in the beginning and you try to make it more understandable, you're going to give it a form of something. It's like when you have the telepathy, you translate it to words in your language. The language of the fear that you feel from the unknown get a Get a form of something. Mm -hmm. So that's why I think many people have different experiences and they say that there are many kind of aliens, good, bad. I think it's related to their first impression and translation. Mm -hmm. And you can see you can see that it's true because most of the people that had bad experiences, and it's, it was examined with, uh, you know, uh, very, with many, many people. 
the the in the total they saw in that uh, research that most of the people that in the beginning had a bad communication in the time they realized that the fear was the essence of the bad experience that they had. Now, it doesn't give answer to all of the abduction stories and the probing and this kind of thing. But for instance, Whiteley Schreiber, that wrote the, that is most of the, is one of the main peop, writers that talk about the abductions from <laughs> many years ago, had the same experience. He was, in the beginning, he felt that they are raping him, that they are probing him and they are doing very violent things into his body. But in the time when he opened himself because he was so curious and wanted to understand what's going on, what happened to him, why he felt, why, what, why he experienced this kind of violent, he really got understand the understanding that this is what that was his way of translating something that he could not understand. For instance, in the beginning of the telepathy that I had with them, I didn't have ex words in my head. What I felt from them that they can realizing my thoughts and and I felt like in my, my I hear a strong noise like a train that's gonna bump me and it frightened me very much. When I relaxed, I realized that this noise was the telepathy that I could not translate and I thought that they are like raping my brain and bring stuff into my brain. But actually what was that I was open to them and they were open to me and I could have their consciousness. Mm -hmm. But because I was not familiar with the oneness connection, I felt that they are doing something violently in my brain. And this is, I think, happened to many people that they have a bad experience. Wow. That's a... It makes perfect sense. You know, it's, it's just that perception. It's more our perception of the event rather than the actual event because of our ability of, of constantly creating a good guy, bad guy scenario. Yeah, yeah. I, and, and I think this is the, the real thing that had to be learned by, by us that we don't pay attention. When we have a, spiritual spiritual or encounter with the unknown we don't pay attention to our brain that do the translation of that and we believe the translation and that's why we have so for instance there is a, a very good example of that too uh, clinical death in the clinical death there are many different stories and uh, the, uh, one said that when we, when he was out of his body, he was connected to, and he goes to a tunnel. This is the same story. You go out of your body, you see your body, 
And then you go to a tunnel with a light, and on the other side of the light, you see a spiritual being with a lot of love that welcome you or tell you you go back. Now, this spiritual being is different for each other. For one, this spiritual being, his being is his grandfather that he loved very much when he was when he was uh, alive and lived with him, or his wife, or his spiritual teacher, or if if he's a Christian, it was Jesus. If and if he was, you know, each one have it go back to to be aware, I mean, go back from the clinical death and remember the the, the out-of-body experience, but now that he is awake, he has to translate what he experienced in his left brain. And his left brain have formed to any to everything. For him, for the for the man that his grandfather was the most loving and spiritual being. Translate that this being that he saw when he was when he was out of body was his grandfather. He doesn't have any other way to translate something that he cannot give a form. So the most closest close form for that light for that spiritual being, the translation from his life. Now that he's awake with the left brain, is his grandfather, and for other is is this other spiritual being. Now the the that it's the same, like the the uh, experiences that have a meeting with the spiritual being, et that. I, I think they are very spiritual. When he tried to explain what he saw in his rational way, he gave it a phone. If he was very afraid mm-hmm. and didn't go out from the fear, it was And if he relaxed his fear and let him be open to their consciousness, that is with a lot of love, he said that it was an angel. And I believe the stories about the angel in the Bible is the same. Mm-hmm. Wow, makes a lot of sense. Um, not only with the telepathy, um, with human beings, do you think that we are also multidimensional just like they are? Yes. I'm sure of that, but you know, I'm gonna. I, I I will tell what I believe. I'm sure of that because in the in the second that I was out of my body, everything is very clear. Because when you're out of your body, your awareness is so open and vivid. It's like an HD of reality now. Your day by day living is very low age, very low resolution. Yeah, you realize that now you can see without your eyes and you see much more. And you hear without your ears and you can hear much more. So the minute that you go out of your your body, 
you realize that you are not only your body. And you realize that you probably gonna back to your body and and be once again in a like stuck in a avatar body that you will believe that you it's only you the body. But after that you re- realize that you 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 realize that the body is only a temporary place. Mm-hmm. So. So it's very, for me, it's very natural to understand, to know that because I have experienced that. And for me, it's very easy. Wow. I never thought of it that way. Like, like you know, I look at my senses, my eyes, my ears, my sense of smelling, taste, as my way of experiencing the world. Um, but from another point of view, there could be just devices to filtering the information so I can only perceive certain amount of it. It's almost like it's, you know, it, it drowns out a lot, a lot of it. So I can only experience parts of it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think so too. And you know, now that many, many, the, the science real question now that the, the hard question in science and philosophy is what is consciousness? <laughs> <laughs> and many of them now started to realize or theorize that our consciousness is more basic than our body and this and the and and this is the real essence of spirituality and and uh, it seems that now many scientists started to look at the spiritual wisdom to have um, another way of looking at things because they, they, they started to realize that our consciousness is really the main thing of who we are and the body is only a, like you said, a filter of that mm-hmm. and we are aware only, only to the filter and not the essence itself. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Totally different perce- uh, way of viewing things than what we're used to. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, so before we wrap this up, where can my listeners find you and find your book? Well, it's on uh, Amazon. It's on Amazon. You, oh, you, you that's where I write, got it. <laughs> yeah. You write Yossi Ronen or one face-to-face contact. One face-to-face contact, and you can find the book. Awesome. Well, I'll definitely post a link to the book in the uh, notes to this episode so my listeners can buy it. Um, I got it. I haven't read it all yet, but, uh, I mean, it really just starts right off. You go right into it from the very beginning. You don't waste any time in this book. You go right into your story. (laughs) Because it begins everything. And I wanted to give the experience to the one that didn't have it in mm. the beginning without like to share the experience and then to talk about it. Wow. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I have a whole lot more. I wish I had more time. <laughs> I'd love to have you back again to talk a little bit more about um, consciousness and 
and maybe you know like, i don't know how you would feel like about talking about like maybe like the c5 type of contact that people try to do and and things like that just so much more to cover with this topic is is really like an endless topic endless topic <laughs> so i would just i would love to have you back again great i would be glad to awesome well, thanks for being on I, thank you very much for inviting me yeah it's fantastic and hang on for one second and i'm just going to play the outro okay thank you for listening to everything imaginable on kgra radio you can reach gary at everything imaginable 2020.com or email him at everything imaginable 2020 at gmail.com he's also on facebook twitter instagram and linkedin you can buy t-shirts coffee mugs and other merchandise to support the costs of producing this podcast click on the merchandise link at the top of his page www.everythingimaginable2020.com oh yes i almost forgot you can buy his book enlightenment guaranteed it's the only book on zen that you'll ever need and it's on amazon it'll change your life because remember Everything that exists was first imagined. Hey, if you love what you listen to, don't forget, rate, review and subscribe.